Hello, and welcome to the Love is Stronger Than Fear podcast. I'm Amy Julia Becker, and this is Season 1, Prepare Him Room, Advent Reflections. I'm so happy you're here with me to consider what happens when God shows up in the midst of the eggnog, gift wrap, holiday cards, tinsel, and let's be honest, the stress and the joy of this time of year. Thank you for listening. podcast is for December 1st. I called it Why Bodies Matter. And before I do the biblical reading for today, which comes from Matthew 1, 1 through 17, I need to offer two caveats. The first is that it might seem tedious and boring because I'm about to read a genealogy. So bear with me because it's important and it really does matter. And secondly, I am not a scholar of ancient Hebrew or Greek, which means I might mess up the names and you'll just have to forgive me for that. So here we go. Matthew 1, 1 through 17, taken from the New International Version of the Bible. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac, the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez, the father of Hezron, Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Amminadab, Amminadab, the father of Nashon. Nashon, the father of Salmon. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon, the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. Abijah, the father of Asa. Asa, the father father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehoram. Jehoram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah, the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Amon. Amon, the father of Josiah. And Josiah, the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the exile to Babylon... Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abihud, Abihud the father of Eliakim, Eliakim the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok, Zadok the father of Achim, Achim the father of Elihud, Elihud the father of Eleazar, Eleazar the father of Mathen, Mathen the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Thus, there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. I am inclined to skip over this section of the story, a list of largely unpronounceable names of people that I don't remember even after sitting through years of Sunday school as a kid. But Jesus' story starts here. And this list of names matters for a host of reasons. One, it connects Jesus to the history of Israel and the promises made to the nation of Israel, starting with Abraham all the way back in Genesis 12, the first book of the Bible. Second, it is not a list of Israel's finest. It includes outcasts and foreigners, as well as luminaries of the faith. Jesus' family history included prostitutes and adulterers and exile and deception. 
Jesus's genealogy offers a subtle reminder of exactly the people Jesus comes into the world to care for. To that point, take a look at the women included in this list. But another reason this part of the story matters is that it reminds us that Jesus was a real human being. It reminds us that Jesus was a kid with parents and grandparents. It reminds us that Jesus, the one who in just a few verses will be named God with us, he came to us in a body. In a general sense, we as a culture would like to avoid, ignore, deny, and overcome our bodies. Bodies are messy, they break down, they hurt. With advances in medical technology, we do what we can to avoid them or ignore them, whether through denying the reality of aging, Botox, hair dye, anyone? Or through trying to escape them altogether with virtual reality or medication or diet pills. And especially when it comes to spiritual stuff, stuff like God coming into our lives, we are tempted to think that bodies get in the way. But Jesus came to earth in a body, and he was raised to life in a body. And that truth affirms our bodily existence. We like to deny our bodies because bodies are the conduits of pain. And yet Jesus reminds us that bodies are also the conduits of love. For me, this truth has become most clear when I was helping to take care of my mother-in-law when she had cancer, helping her take a walk after her surgery, caring for her wounds, helping her in and out of the shower, eventually holding a bucket for vomit and spooning food to her parched lips. She bore the bodily pain, but for me, the physical act of caring for her changed not only my love for her, but my love for others in need as well. The reality that the body is the conduit of love came up again when my children were infants. Love began with my body, with wiping poop and spit up and rocking them until my arms and back ached and offering my breasts for their sustenance. In both cases, if I gave to them through my body, I couldn't remain neutral. The physical contact required a movement in my spirit. I would either be repulsed by the physicality of it all and run away, or I would move closer. In both cases, caring for people's bodies enabled me to begin to love them. The physical act led to the emotional response. Love is not abstract. It involves emotion, of course, but before the emotions, through the emotions, after the emotions, at its core, love is physical. Love is embodied. And here we are in Advent, awaiting the birth of Jesus, the one who came from a long line of physical human beings, the one who came in a body, the one who touched the lepers, the one who was wounded in his body. Here we are, awaiting the birth of the one who loves us. Thanks for listening to season one of the Love is Stronger Than Fear podcast, Prepare Him Room. For more information, including a free PDF version of Prepare Him Room, go to www.amyjuliabecker.com. While you're there, you can also find out about Amy Julia's books, White Picket Fences, Small Talk, and A Good and Perfect Gift, and when she'll be speaking in your area. Thanks again for listening, and please do consider reviewing this podcast wherever you got it, 
and please share it with someone else who might enjoy it.